yo, we are back. Race weekend, Imola sprint race, first real racing in the sprint race. Does that make sense? First real racing? Nah, it's just a wordy sentence. Yeah, like first time we've seen uh, racing between one, two in a sprint race. Yeah, it, it was a it was a good race. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed most of it. Obviously, I know you didn't have a great time watching it. <laughs> yeah, dreadful. Um, it's just like I, you think it can't get any worse, but it gets worse. It does get worse. I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me is like nobody's even in. I mean, it's kind of been all year, but nobody's really in Ferrari and Red Bull's class right now. Man, nobody is, and Mercedes is not even close. No, I mean. Mercedes tends to have better race pace, but I feel like they were just stuck in a DRS train. Which but was even tough. like even the DRS train, it just shows you like they're like they don't even have pace, man. I mean, the DRS tra- train is tough because you, there's three slipstreams ahead of you. There's three DRSs. Like it's tough to catch. Today just showed that I don't expect anything more tomorrow unless there's pit stop errors. No, I I expect them to make moves, bro. It's still Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just seen Lando get smoked, but it's really like nothing Lando could do. So I kind of felt bad for him. Bro, did you see that slingshot by Perez where it was like, I think it was Perez against Magnussen. I mean, he went. It was, it was every single time he Red Bull got a DRS. It was, it was no chance. Yeah, like I said earlier, I think that Red Bull is like Mercedes last year where they just have the top, top line speed and it's not close. As soon as they got DRS... It was so easy for them. Yeah, so you saw, like, even when Max was chasing Charles, he'd catch Matt, uh, Charles on every single straight, like, even before the DRS. Like, even when, like, when you looked at it, like, they're 1.6 seconds behind, you'd see Max make it up to, like, 1.4, and then Charles would make his way around. I mean, he shaved half a second there in that one lap towards the end, but, I mean, they are also dealing with tire deck. Yeah, but just in general, you just saw on a straight line speed, Red Bull had way better speed than the Ferrari, and Max would tend to make up time of that and then obviously Charles would make time up when you went around the corners and stuff so but Imola is a lot better with these cars because when you have a lot of like twists and turns that's obviously a lot of dirty air but obviously with these cars dirty air is minimized so you could follow a lot better so it was um it was good to see man like because I thought Charles was gonna like kind of get ahead and just destroy I didn't I never I just knew I like when is Max gonna make his move like that's we could talk about the start, but it just showed you why Max is the world champion and typically why. <laughs> that start that Max had was, I mean, it was bad. Obviously not his fault. I don't know. Was it his fault? Who but knows? We got to figure out and see what uh, It was also just like really cool to see Charles make that overtake. And I don't think it was a hard overtake because of the issue on Max's fault. But when you factor in the crowd, it reminds me of Silverstone last year when Lewis and Max were going, you know, side by side. Yeah, I mean, listen, I know you've said it, and I've been like, it's not really home turf, but it really felt like home turf today. Like, in terms of it was their home race, it's their home soil, but today felt like it was their no, home And race we saw well. signs, you know, you said he was going to finish in fourth. I, did I, I thought I thought Checo was going to finish in fifth, but obviously Checo finished third and Signs finished fourth. I mean, there was no way Signs didn't make his way up the grid. Like, the car is just faster. Like, th- there was no way in hell. If it did, I'd have, I'd be more worried if he didn't yeah for sure and just talking about that top grid like what was Haas thinking on the mediums their strategy backfired I just don't think Magnuson races that well 
you start on the mediums. He's swerving to get heat in them. And then obviously you heard later on, it's like, hey, the softs are going to die and you're going to catch pace. It wasn't the case. They got it wrong. Well, they could, I don't think the, I don't know if they got it wrong, to be honest with you. I think the mediums were, weren't a bad call because at the end of the day, they finished where we expected them to, right? Like they were never going to be like Ferrari and Red Bull were obviously going to pass them. And I just don't think they're competitive compared to McLaren. Like, I just think McLaren's a better car, to be completely honest with you. So, very fair. I, I don't know. Where did he end up finishing? He's going to finish seventh, right? Eighth. Eighth? Bottas got Bottas ahead of him. Yeah, you know, that that might be the issue. But you did hear about tires, tire deg on Red Bull and um, Ferrari. So, it wasn't a bad call. Was, I mean, I, I don't hate the call. It no. was just, um, I think... He would have had a better chance if he was on softs to kind of maybe get a few more places. But but my thing is too, like if you put him on softs, does he does his like so when we talk about tire deck, right? It's all based on car and team. So obviously we saw Ferrari fall off a cliff at the last three laps, last two laps. They have a very car equivalent to Ferrari. So maybe if they had softs and they were fighting that whole time, they would have fell off at lap fifteen and they would have just it would have been the same thing, right? Like we can't really judge that. I think we'd have to get more from Haas, but I don't hate the call. Like I understand where you're coming from, but I don't hate it. Valtteri Bottas, maybe the some of the best overtakes I've seen. Well, one the the only nice one was the one on on um, on Alonso. Alonso. Yeah, uh, the other ones were just down the straight. Like, he was fast, but it's like, so out of character for Valtteri. No, no, no. <laughs> on the straight, Valtteri's fine. On the straight, he's fine. But that one on Alonso, where he where they were kind of neck and neck, and he took the inside line and passed them. Very that, out that of was, character. That for was Valtteri. a good overtake. That's one of the best overtakes I've seen Valtteri do in the last two years. So. Like nice where, where was that in Mercedes? I mean, you, you know, we put out a missing person fly for Valtteri and Mercedes. Um, even Mick showed some signs today that were impressive. Mm. What did Mick show you today? He kept George off him, even though they were in a DRS train. He made the overtake the, on the Vettel. Keyword you just said is DRS train. What did he actually do? He I w- honestly, I was shocked that George didn't get ahead of him. But why though? Like my whole thing was my my whole thing when I looked at it is like. He had a DRS train from Vettel, and when he passed Vettel, Vettel was going to slow down George because Vettel clear. Aston Martin did not have the pace. I don't know how Vettel got up into seventh or eighth, wherever he started the race, but you could see Ninth, it. Yeah. they did not have the pace, all they, like at all. So as soon as he passed Vettel and George would take three or four laps, he got away. But you saw that towards the end of it, George made up like he was only one point eight seconds behind. I think he was almost behind by four seconds by the time he overtook Vettel. So. Just took a very long time, and I, I guess the DRS train is that powerful, but it also just shows that at this point in time, Haas has better pace than Mercedes. Ooh, it, it, I mean, that, that's, a, that's, that's a hard call because when you take in yesterday, that will have to do all with tire temp. And they, then they people were, were jumping like to just madness after practice two today. But everyone else was on more fuel, different. It's like. But here's the thing, though. Why do you, why do you say that Haas has better pace than Mercedes? Okay, because qualifying was purely they couldn't get temp to the tires. They've been very clear that they on their second lap, when they get two laps around, that's when the tires are optimal. So they obviously didn't get that in Q2 because it was the first lap and that was it. So I think race pace, Mercedes is better. Maybe qualifying pace, I would give you Haas, if that makes sense. It's just. I'm so confused right now with Mercedes because the the upgrades, you know, diffuser upgrade, you know, corner upgrade, like Lewis said, it wasn't going to make a big difference uh, come, you know, on the performance side of things. But they 
are I don't know where they're gonna find it, man. I'm starting to really. But you watched the broadcast. They explained it right. Like it's because of where their floors are, and that they're so light there. Like when you look at Ferrari, it's so much more boxier, but there's weight there. Where Mercedes floors extends out, but it's just so much. It's so light there. So. You've got all this history. You've got the powerhouse. Like everyone's working hard. I just still don't understand why. They are not closing the gap. You have to, I mean, like I said, I, I'll wait till Monaco till we really get into it. I just can't understand why. I don't think the cost cap can be that much of the it, issue. It could be, though. Like, you got to think about it. I mean, people say Mercedes is a pull-up with four different floors and four different wings. <laughs> like, you, you, th- yeah. this time you can pull up with maybe two each. Everybody pulls up with yeah. two different ones. Like, when you... When Haas was pulling up with one different wing, Mercedes is pulling up with four different options. It's like, okay, what are we going to do, right? Oh, it's, it's frustrating. The cost cap makes a, a big Mercedes difference, fan. right? Nico did say that everything will be fine because he trusts in Toto. And it's like, yeah, you know. That that's that's where you have to have faith, right? You got to trust in your management. I mean, it, it's just they, they haven't had a track record of being bad. And you know what? Even one off year, you still got to give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll figure it in the off season. But I mean, right now, I understand why Mercedes fans are panicking, but I wouldn't panic until maybe after Monaco. Yeah. And right off the start today, I was like, man, you know, Charles could run away with this championship. But then you saw Max come back. And like you said earlier in the pod, that's why Max world champion. Yeah. I just think Red Bull's car is just better on on fast tracks, and this is a fast track, right? Like this is not a slow. Very it's fast. got that one slow kind of. What do they call it? I don't even know what they call that, but they the got, Italian, whatever. They got that one slow place, but because a very fast track, and I just think Red Bull, like in Jeddah, right? When you look at the uh, Bahrain and when you look at Australia, those are both fast tracks, but they got a lot of corners and stuff too. Ferrari is better, right? and honestly, with tomorrow, like I don't know what we're gonna see down the rest of the field because it is a narrow track. It is fast. There's not, it's very hard to overtake. I I mean, I think it's really hard to overtake before because it's hard to follow. Right. But it's easier to follow now. So you see a lot of people keeping up and taking over on that long straight. So I think but it's you're like going to run into this DRS train. You are, but natural paces will eventually spread out cars. If that makes sense. Like I think, I think you're right. If we get DRS trains, it's going to be very difficult. But I think if it's like, Maybe one or two cars. But keep in mind, like, we got a third of what tomorrow's going to be like. There's only 60 um, laps. Like, y- Yeah, but, you know, things change because sprint, more fuel, so that means more tire dag. There's different tire strategies. Everything changes, right? So, yeah. so I, I think it's a tough call. This is the first time we've seen um, a sprint race, which is really cool. But this is the first time we've actually seen, in my opinion, a real track with not a good overtakings. Yeah. So this, this is like, like a Ball tradi- this is a traditional F1 track. Yeah, because Bahrain has decent overtaking, right? And when you think of obviously Jeddah and Australia, those are street circuits, right? So this is the first time we're going to get to see these new cars under this these conditions. So I'm kind of just playing it by ear and seeing what happens. I think there will be a lot of overtaking just because you can follow. It also is a track that I think starting P2 is more advantage. Like you have the advantage. Well, you get to go on the inside. I- I mean, Max was just wild last year, and then obviously this year he had a bad start. So I, I don't know if you get. Do you generally think you have the advantage? Yeah. And did you see today, like the way that Max had angled his car on? Because he want actually, actually, yeah. I mean, you start on the outside. You have the racing line if you start in P two. Yeah, but you start on the yeah you start on the inside as P one, right? In the outside. Well, if you can get ahead, yeah, it all depends on your start. I don't. I think it's. It's obviously 
if you get off to the same start, it's a tough call. But if you got off to a good start, I think you're pretty much gone. Let's talk about a Alpine. Like they struggled today, man. Struggle. They're supposed to I, have this. Like I don't honestly, I don't they know did struggle. where they're very inconsistent this season because at times you see this incredible pace and then today they did not have it. How much do you think it has to do with heat to the tires? Because I feel like a lot of teams, I mean, Imola is a little different. Like Australia was hot. Today we had 27, 28 degree ta- track temperature. Yeah, but the sun wasn't out blazing. Like that means it's, it's like we're used to 40. Like the thing is Mercedes struggles with tire temp. You heard that. Alpine struggles with getting the tire uh, tires and temperature uh, temperature in the tires, so it's like uh, this. Imola tends to be a little bit different because most circuits we go to are hot, unless you talk about like Spa and those guys. So I think like that kind of falls under that. But they did struggle today, and I wonder if that has to do with tire temp or if they just made the wrong wrong calls. On Alonso the car. fell down. Ocon really didn't make up any space. I don't know. It's just something to look out for because um, I don't want it to go unnoticed. Like they can't be forgotten about yeah for sure no i'm with you because i i don't know they did struggle today but i wonder if that has to do with tire temp or if they just made bad adjustments which one are you kind of putting it towards maybe it is the tire temps because that's when alonzo fell down the grid right and then he kind of honestly even like people overtaking him normally you see him fighting like getting his elbows out like he conceded those positions pretty easily yeah I, i think it's a little bit of both i don't think they have the right setup either like i think it's a little bit of both i think that the car struggles to get ty- uh, tired, uh, temperature to the tires quick, and I don't think they put the right setup because Ocon didn't look good. But we obviously know Ocon had a gearbox issue; he didn't even start um, get out last um, yesterday. So tough call, but I'd be worried if I was if I was. Alpine I'm telling you, like, because if their biggest competitor is McLaren, yeah, McLaren looks really good. They do. I mean, listen, they have kind of taken over Mercedes spot this weekend. They have, and. You said, again, like, there's Ferrari and Red Bull, there's no one close to them right now. And then it drops off significantly, and McLaren's in that next spot right now. Could you, uh, out of 100, out of obviously put a percentage on it, what's the likelihood that McLaren finishes third over Mercedes this year? If you look at last last race and this, I mean, if this is the indicator to move forward on, McLaren might lock up Last race, Mercedes was better. I don't think so, man. I think there was just... I, I, I don't have confidence in Mercedes being third. Well, the difference is, okay, l- l- let's dial it back. I know you're a little dis- little disgruntled and disappointing your team, but they dominated last race other than Red Bull and Ferrari. No one was really close. This race, Mc- McLaren won, but I'm saying, I don't, like, I wouldn't say that the last two races, McLaren showed their better team. McLaren has shown just progress that is are superior than and that's Mercedes. fair logic. See that. See if you told me that to begin with, I agree with you because we. I talked about this before. McLaren was going backwards at the beginning of the year, right? It mm-hmm. was great in Bahrain. Oh, was it great in testing and great in Barcelona and then went just backwards. fell right off, but figured it out. And they've seemed to just progress every single week, which is very encouraging. So that's what I've enjoyed about McLaren. Mercedes has been. I don't. I can't sit here and say Mercedes has shown any progress. They have, but it's it's weird because they look. This is how every single weekend has ended up for Mercedes fans. We look terrible in practice. We have a iffy, wishy-washy qualifying, and then we have a great race. That's how every single weekend's yeah, been. Yeah, they've been the best in the race. Like, compared to, like, what they look like, they've looked the best in the race. You come out uh, on the Sunday, and you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> so they've had bad qualifying, 
bad practices, but okay, we've had a decent race. So tough to say if they've got better, but it's consistent where they just disappoint you on Friday and Saturday and tend to pull something out on Sunday. 100. Um, also, extremely disappointing for the home team of AlphaTauri. Remember when you said Pierre is not going, when you put Pierre in Q3? And I'm like, I just don't see him getting there. I just had a feeling AlphaTauri's, I don't know what AlphaTauri did. Obviously, they went from a different setup than Red Bull, but I don't know what the hell is going on with AlphaTauri. But they are not looking strong anymore. And they were, what, six last year? They were behind Alpine at six. They, they are struggling. I don't know how much you can chalk it up to the Red Bull reliability. I don't think that's the case. I think they've got the setup wrong. That's what happens when you go for, uh, a different setup from the Red Bull. And setup. it's it's not looking good for them. And they are they're sitting in eighth place and talking about constructors. Red Bull got ahead of Mercedes. And this just shows you this year with the format of the points at Sprint, there's a lot of points up for grab. There's a lot of points up for grab. The thing is, though, if you're getting points, it doesn't change too much. Like, between, like, Max and Charles, like, between, like, players that are actually getting points. But if you're not getting points in the Sprint, like, when you don't get a Mercedes point, today... Zero you, points. You let Red Bull get in front of you. You've been so lucky. They got 14 points today, Red Bull, right? And, um, yeah, so now Red Bull's ahead by four points in the constructors. Uh, Sergio Perez and Max are ahead of Lewis in the drivers. And George dropped to third. So you can't... It's getting to a point where we, we're gonna, we can't continue to be like, oh, yeah, it's only, you know, this only race four. It's like, you got to figure it out, man. You do have to figure it out, but... We also know this is Formula One. It takes time to build parts. It takes time to engineer. Like, you, you, there's it's just a so hard. There's a difference, patient. right? You can't just be patient and just think things are going to be good. But you have to understand things take things take time. Like that's where you got to come from. It's like I don't think that Mercedes needs to completely blow the world over and be like, okay, our car sucks and it's panic mode right now. Because at the end of the day, we still are four races in. Right? Not even four races in. Yeah, we're four we're four Three weekends in. Yeah. <laughs> so we still gotta wait. Once we get seven races in, then yes, because that's a quarter of the season. Right? But until we get to Monaco and Monaco weekend is done, I am not ruling out Mercedes for the championship. Um just reminded me of yesterday because we were talking about signs and the pressure. I'm not sure if you did see Benato's comments about him. What did he say? I didn't see it. Benato said, and I'm I'm happy that Signs was able to climb up because he needed it. But uh, Benato came out and said, Signs has to manage pressure of a racing front running car. Hey man, I guess he's just not built like Charles. So you know, when I saw Benato's comments, I'm like, yo, I've been saying pressure. We've been saying it like. Now the team boss has renewed your contract. He's calling you out. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I know you're not a, a Red Bull fan, so I'm assuming you're automatically cheering for Ferrari if Mercedes is out of the picture for a championship. Listen, if Mercedes doesn't figure it out and I'm looking at purely the drivers and constructors, I do not want to see Red Bull winning. You don't want to see a Max or a Red Bull winning. And, you know, today watching that race... It was hard for me not to like Max's comeback, but, like, you got to respect it. I told you Max is going to pull it out. Like, he just races. As much as I don't like Red Bull right and I don't like Max, like, it's he's really good, man. I think he's the best driver on the planet right now, and you can't argue it. <laughs> I mean, you can't. You can't. You can't really argue it. Like, if we give him his 218 points finishes when he, when he thinks, I think he's ahead of Charles, right? And that's the thing. Like, I want to root for Ferrari in that. But 
it's hard not to appreciate the greatness that you see in Max. How many points is is Max behind him right now? Max only has um, twenty eight points. Well, you add even with today, he should have. 20. Sorry, thirty three. He's got thirty three. Charles has seventy eight. So if you add thirty six points from his two finishes, he's right behind him by like five points. The, and there's a big difference right now because Charles at seventy eight, Carlos in second at thirty eight, George at thirty seven, Sergio at thirty six, Max at thirty three. Yeah, Ma- I, I think we could, it's safe to say Max is the best driver on the planet right now. And it, it sucks to say, but I think he really is. I can't argue that. So we'll see what Charles does, though. I think I think as the year progresses, and I know Nico said it, like it's friendly right now. It's been really cordial between Max and Charles, but it's got to happen. Did you see too. them after the race? They were like talking about it. And Max, you could see Max was talking to Charles about his tires going. And Charles was like, yeah, like it's really kind of like, wishy-washy friends but like nah that's well, they gotta group end. on the circuit together but you gotta wait until someone puts someone in exactly in, in, to the wall that will switch up real quick yeah so sh- this, this is a big like if charles wins this it kind of justifies all the hype around him and like it no does. one can ever say anything to him again like, he just has to win one he does he, that's all he has one. to do he just has to win one it's no different than max like max is i know no one was happy with the way the championship ha- happened but max has been validated off of one he has. So at the end of the day, we were always consistent and we never complained about Max. We just complained about Red Bull. Yeah. And Let me ask you this. Did Carlos prove anything to you this weekend? I mean, in the sprint race, you know, he had, <laughs> I mean, when you've got the car with that kind of pace, it's expected. Yeah. So, but did, did, did you, do you feel any better about Carlos or you're just, I like, don't. Bernardo said he's got to manage the pressure. Today, he did what he was supposed to do. Tomorrow in the race, he's going to be starting in fourth. It's a it's a one three. Two, I expect four. him to, if he needs to ha- be on the podium. I, mm. He's starting in fourth. So let, let's, let, let's talk about that. And he's G- got the better line on press. Give, give me your top, give me, give me your top five for tomorrow. Um, okay. And then we can talk about that. Let's go to that quickly. So I'm going to just pull up uh, the sprint results here. So. This is, we're going top five tomorrow? Or yeah, just top five. Top, top five. five. Cool. And give me your dragger as well. Your dragger Oh, my God. I, my dragger is going to be Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Can't uh, believe I'm saying that. I think our dragger is, is you had to be in the bottom half last week. So you can't pick Lewis. Lewis is 14th, bro. No, but that was, you couldn't have been, you have to be in the bottom half the week, the race before. Uh, my dragger will be uh, Sebastian Vettel. That was a terrible pick. He, he just looked terrible today. <laughs> but he's going to be my dragger. Um, was, Bottas was, was thing, right? Now, Bottas is not no. high value enough. He's eighth. If you, even if he makes his way up to six, yeah, no, no, no. you gotta go. I got, I got my boy. I got my boy Mick Schumacher. Okay. I got my boy Mick. I got Vettel. You got Mick. Here's my top five. Um, Charles one. Okay. Max two. Carlos three. Sergio four. Norris five. Okay, so that will. Be, I have the same five, but I got Max one. Charles two. I got Checo third. I have it finishing the same way finish finished today. Reason why, and, and this is why I want to ask you because I want to get into it with you. Red Bull looks like they have the better car in the circuit, right? That's right. So what makes, what, when you put that up next to Checo and Carlos, what makes you think Carlos passes Checo? Like, because. Where's your faith? Because I think that today, sprint race, uh, different with the fact that you got to manage tires. I think tomorrow... Ferrari's strategy will be better than Red Bull's. So you're not give, you're not giving Carlos the benefit. You're giving uh, Ferrari's team the benefit. I'm giving the team the benefit because I trust 
after the last three races, Ferrari strategy and reliability over Red Bull. Okay, so we'll leave reliability out of it. This is if everybody finishes, right? I mean, if if we're if, if we're, because I'm gonna say Red Bull is not going to. But also, we got to factor in. There's a high likeliness that's gonna rain tomorrow. We're gonna have a race. We're gonna have pit stops. We just said our five. That can all be yeah, different. Yeah, I'm talking about like let's say let's say things stay normal, right? If no, things no stay big normal, accidents. I can see then I can see it being it could be a Red Bull one too. So I so I don't see that because I, I think Charles is just better than Checo, but I just don't see Carlos out racing Checo. Like just because of the raw pace of the Red Bull on this track, they've just looked stronger in general. I don't see Carlos, it happening. We said, uh, like I said earlier, he has to get a podium. But listen, with if you want to talk about monkey wrenches, we don't even know if Red Bull's going to finish this race. We don't. So, but that's that's obviously what happens finish. if Max's engine cuts. I would just laugh. You want to laugh, but like, I could see him having a meltdown. I I be I feel bad for Max because he's done nothing to be yeah. in fourth place for the constructors championship. How about today telling fucking Christian to shut up? I love that. He didn't. T- it's not Christian. That's JP. It was Christian who came on. No, it was JP. He, they sound alike. They sound alike? JP's his engineer. And he, so first sorry, he GP. said, leave it to me. And then the second part was like, don't talk to me on the brain, the it, breaking it, zone. Yeah, it's GP. GP's his, his engineer. But they sound like Because I used to think that too. But Christian only comes on after. Like, like when he needs to, needs to. But to Max's point, like, don't talk to the driver in high stress environment. Like, on the straight. Yeah. You should know that. I mean, the, what, what, I'm, what I'm more kind of like on that point is... You know, when the driver says, leave me to it, that's when you leave him to it. You could talk to him the first time, but if he says, sh- basically tells you to shut up, but you came back on. Like, you know when Le- Lewis says, leave me to it, Bono? And Bono knows. Bono just shuts up. But he continued to dial into Max. And it's like, I love up. that dialogue. Like, when you hear between driver and engineer, and it's just like, when you hear a driver say, leave me to it, stay out. Do you think your, your race engineer, like Bono and GP and... um is more important than the team principal for the driver in the race one no, just in general like when you add it all up together like who do you think has more of an impact i mean you work with your engineer closer so i think the engineer is more i would say so too i was just wondering the, like the principal is the figurehead of the team but your engineer is who you're working with closely so you do work with him closely but at the same time like you'd be denying christian horner max like toto lewis like you like which Im- relationship has more of an impact right like those are things that are very interesting. When it comes to dynamic. racing, it's driver engineer. But what? About, but the, I'm talking as a total package. Staying with the team, like if you lose Bono, does Lewis say like what the hell? Like if, if Max is his GP, does he go like what yeah, the hell? No, like honestly, I think engineer and driver is like a, a marriage. It is a marriage. So that's what what, what is really uh, big. Like I think it was um, Bottas or or Nico that had to switch. Um, Nico and Lewis switched engineers at one point. Let me ask you this. Just talking about the sport in general, do we have any female engineers? I would assume so. I mean, but yeah, I like, think there's one on Alfa Romero, I think. Because not I, a lead, not a lead it, one. No, though. I mean there are female engineers, but lead driver. I haven't seen. I don't no. think so. No, there isn't. I mean, you've never heard a female voice on the radio or like any team. So I can't wait to see that one day. That'll be cool. Yeah, for sure. All right, that's pretty much it from us. We kind of rambling. Like, on. It was a good sprint. It's a fast circuit. It was great to see the Tafasi like just red and the red flares. It was not a great week day for Mercedes though. Terrible day. I can't wait to see the post. I'm sick and tired of Mercedes social media team. 
tough result, but we'll get it tomorrow. Like, get out of here, man. <laughs> like, what do you want them honestly? to say? We're crying in a corner? <laughs> no, I want them, like, stop with this little gushy, gushy shit. It's pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, listen, I don't know how it feels because, I don't know, McLaren is expected to be in the middle pack. And, it's you so know. frustrating. All right, cool. So make sure you guys uh, subscribe, follow us on our Instagram, Title League. Pretty simple. And, you know, hit up Bet99. They'll match up to $600 on your first deposit. Link will be in the, the description. And we out. All right, peace.